White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter, Ecknerwall23, Lawrence spelled backwards. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox. YouTube, go there and subscribe it, and also hit the notifications bell, 312-566-8727. Or locked on socks at gmail.com is the way you can reach us. Without any further ado, Chris Tannehill, how you doing? Oh, you know what? We're going to be uh, in bed by 10 o'clock, so it's not all bad uh, yeah, for the White Sox in our show this evening. Uh, we are brought to you today by rockauto.com. Reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It's episode 305, and they've often called you Mr. 305, so it's very appropriate that I have you here. Uh, that's oh, that's Pitbull. It's not you. So I'm always okay, conf- always confusing you two. Um, real quick uh, housekeeping thing. A uh, quick thank you to our listeners. As always, the rankings came in for last week, and we were number two. Uh, you know, it's what it is. We don't celebrate. Which, what you're gonna say later is questions that but go ahead. <laughs> well I, I i don't you know i'm not saying that uh, this thing was stolen <laughs> the, the election was stolen by any means but i'm gonna get mike lindell uh <laughs> um you know and and uh, and frank schwindel here to, to get to the bottom of this uh but we are the number two ranked show and across the lockdown mlb network shows so the Dodgers were first, as they are one to be. It's basically like you know a back and forth between us, the Dodgers. Sometimes the Mets get thrown in there um, for the the top baseball shows, which is fine. We're not celebrating number two. We don't often even celebrate when we're number one. Sometimes we'll, that'll go by and we won't even mention it. Uh, but it was curious. The most listened to shows on on the on all the the baseball podcasts last week were our of course we had our big landmark episode last week uh the most listened to episodes were 301 and 302 uh so we did get praise for our episode with our guy andrew mason over there at bishi we had a great time celebrating episode 301 that's evergreen folks you can go and watch that on youtube on the Locked on Sox YouTube and go back and listen to that little longer form where we sample beer. But episodes 301 and 302, I don't understand why those were so popular, those episodes. I mean, we just did what we normally did. I mean, I was at the damn game for one of those with my family and left in the fifth inning. So it could, the show couldn't have been that good. You must have been really damn good that night. because for, for, I wasn't. But these two shows were tied. Uh, they were both tied. For the tied. most. That's this, <laughs> like, did the rest just do crap? Like everybody, no one else listened to what three hundred three two ninety nine. I know, that, I know how many people listen to three hundred, so that's garbage. Well, that was that's how we started the week, so maybe it was the you know episode uh, three hundred three or whatever, or you know uh, the, the end of the trust week. The three hundred three friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Uh, where what area code is that? I think that's Denver. Okay, I'll take your word for Just it. Off um, the top of my head, I'm gonna look it up. But but yes, I, I it, that's what I'm saying. Like we had the top two shows in the whole MLB atmosphere and they're like, nah, 
You guys are second to this <laughs> Dodger stuff. It is. It's the Denver suburbs. Okay, great. Uh, so, which is fine if if we lose to the Dodgers, as long as it's not in the World Series. Am I right? So let's get that on record that. now. I'm not okay with that. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of funny how things work out. I don't know when they do these tabul you know tabulations here for Mr. David Locke. I don't know when he gets his numbers. I doubt he's checking it at the zero hour to see who's you know we could give it a late push on Sunday evening. Uh, but I don't think that's what's happening. So maybe it's just the the Friday show being a late submission because it was a good one and people enjoyed it so thank you to our listeners again for uh for getting us up there and getting us the clicks and downloads and shares and it really means a lot uh, but i just thought it was curious that those two shows were tied uh for most listened to show like this is coming off the heels of the field of dream show which i get i get why that show is most listened to like you're just riding the wave of, of the moment there but uh you know Two victories uh, in August over the A's. It don't make sense to me, but I'll gladly take the clicks, as always. All right. Now uh, that we've uh, filibustered here long enough on things that don't <laughs> actually matter, let's, man, let's, let's. Hey, Herb, you remember when, uh, remember when Andrew Vaughn had that seeing eye single there for the Sox lone oh. run score of the game? Oh, man, what a great moment. Put that in the Pirates of the Caribbean video. I know they don't do that video anymore, but bring it back just so they could have that. RBI single in the video and celebrate great moments in White Sox history. Another, it was ugly. my favorite hit from the six inning on. <laughs> exactly. Was it the only one? No, it was the last one. <laughs> so Sox lose two to one to the Blue Jays up in Toronto. They are they fall back to nine games up in the division. As you guys know, I start to get a little nervous when it's when it's below ten. So it's something to keep an eye on. It's, you you got to tighten things up here. But usually we start with the man on the mound here. But we're going to start with this offense here. And I found it interesting. They they had Scotty Pods in studio. Chuck Garfine did in the middle of the game, and they were talking about this offensive slump. And they were you know saying, hey, what do you do for something like this? And I remember I was like, I know what one of Scotty Pod's teams would have done had they gone through a slump and they were in Toronto. You remember that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Great writing. Was that a was that a Collie broke that? Or yeah, about to blow up the sex dolls in the Toronto clubhouse. Um boy, it's what slump a slump buster, friends. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Uh two was that two thousand nine ish? I don't have to remember that one. Uh but yeah, those the, the type of things that you probably couldn't do today. Uh at least you probably you couldn't do those things unnoticed today. Well, maybe you could with the Zoom. I mean, there was a little <laughs> brush up from that, but not really. Well, that's right now, oh my Jesus, somebody would have been fired for that. Yeah, it was back in the day. So, you know, time, times have changed for the better, some would say. But I, I think today you could probably do it because there's no, you know, there's no media in the clubhouse. You could probably do whatever the hell you want. You could probably mm -hmm. have like Caligula in there and no one would know. <laughs> um, but let's talk about this offense, Herb, and it's just mm. not it's ungood, as you would say. I'm gonna I'm gonna venture out on the limb here and say that that's what you also would say in regards to the Sox offense. One run on just five hits across the board for the Sox offense, and hey, it beats uh, yesterday's show where we were recapping zero runs. So if I have to choose between the two, I will take the one with one run here. Um, but you know, Jason Benetti was talking about this a lot again, echoing. But no, Tim Anderson. Who they say may be back in the lineup on Wednesday? Excuse me. Excuse me. Wednesday. I mean, he looked fine. He was there slap boxing with Liam Hendricks. There, Liam Hendricks. By the way, 
uh, with his Starbucks coffee at 8.30 Eastern time. What a maniac, dude. The guy didn't even pitch in the game, and he's drinking coffee that late at night. That's just the life. You know, there's things about a Major League Baseball player's life that I'll, I'll never experience, the money, the stuff that happens on the road. But above all, drinking coffee at 8.30 at night is a non-starter for me. That's something I couldn't even imagine. Like, um, <laughs> how like how long would it take for you to go to sleep after drinking coffee at 8.30? I, I wouldn't. Frankly, I would not go to sleep because 3 o'clock in the afternoon is my cutoff coffee and i still have oh. hard time sleeping there like you know before midnight so i could pay for all those experiences that they 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 well i couldn't afford it but if i had the money i could pay for some of the things that these ball players do on the road but not drinking coffee that late that's something I, I would not be able to do but tim anderson was there slap boxing with liam and he looked fine he looked like he was bored to be honest with you and i think it was gordon that commented it uh, during the game, like, yeah, you know, when I had a day off, like, I used to drive people crazy. That's what all baseball players say about themselves, and that's what every time – they said about Jose Abreu. These guys drive everyone crazy. So it's, it's kind of – I'm not saying, oh, he doesn't look hurt, put him in there. But the fact that they keep pushing this thing back, I don't know if they're just being super, super cautious and really trying to get him an extended breather here because they know how important he is. But if you didn't know how important Tim Anderson was, just look at the past three games on the Sox schedule and you will see. But there we go again, no TA, and this offense was just like last night I mean it all starts and we've talked about Tim being the catalyst for the offense and maybe even the team at nauseam but this is the problem I have they see Cesar Hernandez struggling the other day they put him all the way down to the eighth spot Tim goes out he elevates him they elevate him <laughs> to the first spot yeah, this makes like, sense. so you saw him struggling and he deserved that eighth spot and I'm sure he was like fine like in the month of August, the guys hit 189, 291, and 270. That's a slash. That's piss poor. And he's just gone down ever since. I think he hit a home run versus the A's in the first or second game and has been persona non grata since then. So I don't know why they keep on putting him at the top of the order when Tim's not there. It's not all his fault, but you need a person that's going to get on base. So whoever it is. Highest on base guy when Tim's out, put him up there to spark some offense. Let's go. Hang on, zero it, runs is garbage. I got my notepad here. A leadoff man should leadoff man should get on base. Got it. I'm writing that down. Herb, Herb Lawrence's baseball 101. It makes sense. I yeah. like your ideas, and I wish to you know, subscribe and, to your newsletter. And now again, Tim 61 and 43 when he plays, 11 and 11 when he doesn't. Yeah, and they had the run score too. When when Tim scores a run, yeah, it's it was it's pretty striking the difference when he's there and versus when he's not there. But uh, it's it is what it is. He wasn't there last night. They're still. Let me check here. Yes, they still feel that nine guys in their lineup who could have done something about it, mm-hmm. and and they did not. I mean, you, you look up and down the box score here. You know, uh, Eloy had one hit. Moncada, who sucks, remember? We don't like him. He had two hits. Yeah. Um, and Slumping, uh, too. What, 10-game hitting streak? <laughs> oh, Slumping. God. Man, he's just – he's so lazy during this this 10-game hitting streak. Just awful. I mean, did you see him the other day in Tampa? <laughs> he hit a ball pretty decently and just jogged around the bases? <laughs> oh, that's a home run. That's what they're supposed to oh, do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God, sorry. Um, Andrew Vaughn with the RBI we mentioned. Goodwin with a hit. But that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I don't know how comfortable you felt there seeing that last inning play out when you're sending Jake Lamb and Zach Collins up there. Literally Yikes. had a text. <laughs> I think Lawrence said he's like, if it's Jake Lamb and Zach Collins are your pinch hitters when you don't have Tim available. Yikes. Hey, big time. Yikes. It's just like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> like, how do you? 
I thought we fortified this team, and but it seems like one guy goes down, and now we're just in the worst situation in the world. Golly, and I would much rather have Mindick and Zavala take at bats right there instead of those two guys. Yeah, well, maybe not Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb maybe can run into one and you tie it up, but I would one hundred percent want Zavala over Collins. Yeah, the Jake Lamb thing, I, I get the thought process there. The Collins thing, not so much. It's not like this guy's lighting the world on fire when he pl- when he plays often. But now you're asking him cold to come off the bench and face one hundred and one. You know, that's one of those pitches there that that was taken by by Collins there for for a ball very nicely. <laughs> so one on one on the outside edge, and you expect the man to come off the bench and hit that. But it get back to my point I made a couple weeks ago about not having Gavin Sheets up here that would have mm. been a spot for someone like him where you like, you know what just hoping someone runs into one and you know what who would you rather have you know maybe run into one you know Jake Lamb or Gavin Sheets I don't know Def- definitely Gavin Sheets over Zach Collins I get it you know because you're you're pitch hitting for the catcher I, I get that part of it but yeah I, I'm with you like Sebi at least you know has the flow for the game, you know, and, you know, it, it, he did not look, uh, you know, I, I can't remember if that was right before the inning where he, he knew he was not going to be going out there to hit, uh, but I think you saw that moment there where Tony told him that he's done and uh, he did not look happy. So, you know, it, how could you be? But, yeah, man, I, I, at least he had the flow for the game and he could stand there and as opposed to coming off the bench cold. So, yeah, it was that was questionable, but it's not the reason why they lost this game. You know, I, usually it's, you know, lots of opportunities. They just couldn't convert, but really – you know, runners in scoring position, they went one for six and they left eight men on base. Um, you know, not great, but it's not like the 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 night was riddled with many uh, upon many offensive opportunity here. But just look, I up- would, Danny, I would be mad if I was Sevy too because. And like a hundred less at bats, he has more home runs than Zach Collins. So <laughs> oh, no. if anybody can run into one, Sevy's got five. Zach's got four. Oh, so Jesus. if anybody can run into one, it's gonna be Sevy, oh. not Zach Collins. Yeah, righty lefty, I get it. But still, put the better hitter up there. So you mean to tell me that the the guy who's only playing because of the injury uh, has more home runs than your number one pick, who, who you thought was going to be a uh, power force on base monster? That's messed up. And that was he only had to have one good day to do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like one lucky day with the three home runs, and there he is. So yeah, man, it's it's certainly frustrating here, you know. But I agree with you. You got to take uh, Hernandez out of that leadoff spot. You know, I don't I don't know what you do there. Maybe throw Luis Robert up there. You know, he's having some pretty good at bats. He drew the mm-hmm. walk. Was able to reach on the catcher's interference. So he's putting together some really good at bats. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know. So that's something I would experiment with. And you know, but there's not many great candidates right now. Maybe toss Mendick up there for what reason I don't know. But yeah, I, I would experiment just throwing Luis Robert up there. I Robert or Mancada. I know we don't like Mancada in the leadoff. He's he lazy. Great. He doesn't even want to be there at leadoff. He, he much <laughs> rather he much rather hit later so we can put it off and procrastinate. <laughs> but I would 100. percent And if you're gonna have Zach Collins in the lineup. The one thing he could do is walk. So I would venture and I would experiment on him leading off because I know he's going to see pitches. I know he might get a walk. He's a three true outcome guy. Strikeout home run or the walk. So when you have limited offensive opportunities and you can't convert with runners in scoring position that you are asking your pitching staff to be perfect and uh, we're going to move on to that side unless you have anything else about this lineup Mm -hmm. here I'm going through my my notes here oh yeah just as far as hitting against uh, Manoa you know 
he had some nasty movement on stuff. So I, I don't know how anyone hits at this level, to be honest with you. When he's got 95 darting every which way and, you know, effectively wild, you could say, because that pitch count got pretty high up there early on in the game. So, like, they, they had decent at-bats leading up to that point. They just couldn't get the big hit. Um, you know, but case in point here, you just look at some of the, the numbers of some of these balls that, that the offense, uh, you know, was able to hit last night and there's a couple things that stick out to me Andrew Vaughn is just really hitting the shite out of the ball that that double play that he hit in the yeah. uh, second inning uh, exit velocity of 107.7 it was the second hardest hit ball of the game it's got an expected batting average of 500 so sometimes you know Vaughn is the only one really hitting the ball hard consistently right now but something goes case in point when things are not going your way, just you know things like that happen. So it's not like you know they're 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 not doing the right things there. At least Vaughn is, uh, by and large, doing the right things there. But let's uh, take a quick time out here, and we will talk about Lance Lynn and Craig Kimbrell. That's next here on Locked On White Sox. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season get all the updated odds props and contests including online's biggest half million dollar nfl mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar nfl survival contest open now at bet online head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100 welcome bonus be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up and using our promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and do not forget our promo code locked on when you sign up. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Lance Lynn, one of his best outings of the year last night, to be honest with you. Lance goes seven innings, gives up just four hits, surrenders the one run. It was earned. We'll get to it in a second with four strikeouts. Season ERA back down to 220. And he was really good early, and you could tell that he was going to have it working. And against a pretty good lineup on the road, this is stuff that that'll if you, if you try to take a step back here and zoom out, this game tonight may make you feel a little bit better when you think about postseason aspirations because you've got a guy like that taking the ball for you against a good lineup like that on the road. You're going to feel pretty good. And, you know, when you get to a second thir- second round, you may be on the road. When you get to the ALCS, you may be on the road. So this is the type of guy that you want out there. So just think about that for a second and maybe you'll feel a little bit better about the game. But, uh, you know, something happened in this game. Let's just jump right to the moment here. Um, you know, it's really one of the only moments of consequence that happened in this ball game here last night. And of course, I'm talking about the decision to pitch to Vlad Jr. with first base open. I don't understand that. That was the uh, in the sixth inning there. Help me understand that thought process, Herb. Well, what do you think that what's going through their mind? Is it just Lance Lynn trying to just be uber competitor and not willing to give in to anyone at any given moment? What do you think happened there? 
I'm just trying to figure it out myself. And why was wasn't like, Tony? Why wasn't Tony going out there? I was I was going out there yelling, yelling walk, walk, you know. Why <laughs> you know why why would he make that call? You know, anyone. I just I don't know like uh, Tiasco Hernandez in his own right, pretty good. But you don't go against Vlad Jr who's mashing the ball the whole year long. No. Four. You don't let people who can beat you beat you. If Tiasco comes up after a walk gets single there you're like hey what can you do we battled but i don't know if if they have a lance do your thing type of situation or the pitching coach consults with them savvy consults with them and say hey man these are the wisest choice tony has to have some type of feeling for the game and say maybe that big time three hitter can be better on first base, and we go after Tiasco Hernandez to see and roll the dice and see what happens. I think most people would be fine with that if he gives up a single there. The Vlad thing, while it's only his only run he gave up this today, still it didn't have to happen. So just uh, incidentally, here, so the the home television feed. I don't know if you're seeing this. If you just search uh, Lynn on Twitter and go under latest here, there is video here of Tony laying into to Sebi pretty good. Um, and, and I don't know if this after? was this. I don't know. This had to have been after the Vlad sequence here because you know here's Lynn coming in, and uh, the, the the person Blue Jay Hunter on Twitter, Ian Hunter, uh, covers the Blue Jays uh, for Daily Hive Toronto, and uh, spe- speculating here that uh, maybe they're upset with the pitch selection to Vlad Jr. or the the pass balls earlier on in the, you know in in the in the game there I, I don't know what it is we can only speculate here so maybe we'll get some clarity before the show is over um but maybe you know some people are saying oh you know Sebi didn't even look for a sign like maybe Tony was saying to to put him on and, and they didn't look over into the dugout but we'll get some clarity here but uh, this video is pretty pretty damning that's this is what I thought I, I saw but briefly I didn't see the full angle of of Sebi right on the top step coming down. I saw just the, I think the camera was caught a little bit of the after effect, but you know it's uh, certainly interesting to see how that played out. But yeah, I, I am not a fan of of pitching to a guy who's having an all world year and he's only not going to win MVP because you have a guy out there in California who's doing things uh, that haven't been done since Babe Ruth. Okay, so that's the only reason why Vlad Jr. is not going to be the MVP. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some clarity here and figure out why they decided to make that move because that and was. I'm, go ahead. I'm not a fan of him dressing. I just. You, I'm glad you pointed this out to me. I'm not a fan of him dressing his player down in public. Take that into the clubhouse. Talk to him what, like a goddamn grown man. Don't be talking down to him. But this looks like he's talking down to Sebi and Sebi just taking the punishment, what the Hall of Fame manager's got to say. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not saying a cause them to win or lose but this is a leader a leader especially with a rookie should be hey our shit is private and what i have to say to you is private it's just to you so let's go to the clubhouse and if i need to chew you out cool i'll chew you out in private this is trash yeah i, I don't know um I, i'm not a fan of it don't don't get me wrong i don't know if this is one of those things that you know is supposed to build character and a catcher if you're if you see something in this guy in sebi like he's going to be a leader someday of a team I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe the you know they, he feels like each guy can be managed a little bit differently, and he feels like Sebi's the guy that can take it. And this had to have been a pretty egregious mistake for him to be dressing him down like this in front of everyone, with the starting pitcher standing right next to him. So we will find out more in a little bit. Uh, I'm sure we'll start to see some quotes 
uh, being uh, tweeted out here. And if uh, we do hear or see anything, we will pipe it in in post-production. So uh, I just don't understand pitching to Vlad in that moment. It was it was such a huge spot in the game. When your offense is scuffling, you can't afford stuff like that to happen. And it was the least surprising thing ever that he's able to come through. A nice piece of hitting there uh, by Vlad. Not trying to do too much on that ball and just uh, shooting it uh, uh, the, the other way uh, to right center field. So... You know, another thing here that happened in this game, the Craig Kimbrell thing happened again, and I, I'm always on edge when, when he comes in the game. You know, even if Kimbrell was the closer, and obviously he is not yet, to see him come in in the, in the eighth inning here, this is a situation I'm not so sure. It, granted, hindsight is 2020. I'm not so sure if this was the right move to bring him in. He's supposed to be locked down but again you're talking about a closer who's not even empowered to be a closer and now he's an eighth inning guy with, with no lead there and it's not like he got hit hard you know you get the infield single there uh, through the shift and you know the, the pass ball the wild pitch it's just it was ugly all the way around and I, I don't know what to say at, at this point his earned run average has jumped uh, over a full run since getting over here to the White Sox, and it just—it's very uneasy until they figure this thing out. But it was not a good night whatsoever for Craig Kimbrell. What do they say all the time about closers in non-save situations? It's not a good idea. He's a closer. You put him in a non-save situation there. He's not as the same. He's not the same guy. While I might not believe in. A guy can pitch the eighth if he can pitch the ninth, you know, type of thing. But a lot of people in the league, especially closers, believe in that. Those 25, 26, and 27th outs when you have a lead are different than the ones in the eighth inning. And maybe he doesn't have it because that ball he threw for the winning run to score on the wild pitch, that was not close. <laughs> that yeah, was, that one wasn't on Sebi. Like, there was a few of them no. that were on Sebi. That one was not on Sebi. Yeah, like a couple of those, yeah, when Bobachette struck out twice there like Sebi called those pitches and they pretty much went between his wickets one of them the other one was a little wide of the plate so Boba Shed, I don't know what he's doing there confusing everybody and as Gordon says if Sebi throws that ball into right field that's a free play so Bo is confusing these guys where he can't go to first base because the base is occupied on a drop third so yeah uh, it's, it's it's a problem Craig needs to bear down Bottom line, even though it's a, a bad time to bring him in, bear the fuck down. This is your job now. You might not like it. You're getting paid to do this job right now to give up that one run. It's inexcusable. It's only one run and we lost two to one. So it's more on the offense, but he's a lockdown closer. He's a Hall of Fame closer. We haven't seen that guy show up as yet here in on the south side. Yeah, the, the, the most troubling thing has been the lack of control, I think, you know, and we saw it briefly rear its head on Friday, and then you see it uh, to last night. You know, just with the with the wild pitch there, it's not even close uh, on some of these uh, pitches there. So that's the one thing that's concerning to me. You know, I don't know how much of that is mental, or just putting too much pressure on himself. But this is a guy that's been through some of the most pressure packed situations in baseball, closing out a World Series victory. So I, I don't buy the pressure thing, but whatever it is, just something is off. And they've got to figure out what's going on here if this thing's got any chance to work. But it doesn't have to be this way if you would have put a few more runs on the board. I think that's the moral of the story here. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, just you're looking at this game and a, a winnable game against a good team. And it's frustrating when you can't get them, but you're not going to be able to get them all. And, uh, and it is what it is at, at this point. So, 
Yeah, man, not really much to take away from from this game here, Herb. Unless you have anything else here, that, that that's you know, not they don't give us a lot to work with here when they only scratch across one run because it's hard to even be mad at the pitching staff when you give up two runs on the road to such a prolific offense like that. So I, it's hard to even get mad about that. Yes, you can be mad about the way it went down, but you, you look at the result there, and the pitching staff by and large did their job. And now, unless we find out the, the Sebi thing, like the, that was a, an egregious thing that happened there, but uh, until then. And I got to say, you know what, tip, tip your cap because they did their job in the offense. You know, there's going to be nights where you're just not going to be able to scratch uh, across enough runs here. So hopefully those nights are few and far between, but you're at the end uh, of a road trip here. And they still got three more against a pretty damn good team. So they, they got to pick it up quick. There's plenty of guys in this lineup that can pick it up. You know, Abreu, I would love to see that August Abreu come back around. And I'd love to see Eloy start hitting again. A lot of stuff that still could happen here just because TA is not in the lineup. And I guess that's how I look at this thing. But uh, I think that's all I got about this game tonight. Well, should we come back and close this thing out? Let's do it. All right, let's uh, take a quick timeout. We'll preview tomorrow's show. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You know, with all the ever-increasing makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car is ever going to need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your car an LX or an EX? Well, I don't know. Let me go out and look. And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Look, the reality is when you go to rockauto.com and find your auto parts there, you're going to save time and money when you use our friends at Rock Auto. So why choose to pay 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or, God forbid, your dealership? For example, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 at a chain store, but only $216 at rockauto.com. See what I'm talking about? And they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers like you and I for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are always going to be reliably low for every single customer. And they've got everything too. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. I know I'm hitting the road soon going up north. I'm going to check and make sure my car has everything it needs. And I'm going to do that by going to rockauto.com. Check them out. Won't you explore their easy to use website and find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me other fans, athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Herb and I will be hosting the Locked on White Sox room soon yes you can finally join in on the conversation as you listen to us every day Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with us and may even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on White Sox podcast through our Green Room conversations. So go download the Green Room app now for free. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and sports i can't wait to join you guys on the app i'll be sure to let you know once the lockdown white Sox squad is ready download the green room app today green room changing the way we talk sports yay three more games north of the border in Toronto with the blue jays uh, the probables are as follows for tonight's game 
This could be a fun one. Dylan Cease, 9 and 6 with a 406 versus Jose Brios, uh, 8 and 6 with a 352. So this is a guy that they've seen in, in Berrios, and this should not be a guy that's going to baffle the Sox. Now, we remember what he did last time against the Sox, and he almost pitched a well, he did pitch a, a complete game. Uh, the game didn't end like how he wanted it to with the walk off to Gavin Sheets, but this is a guy that these guys have all seen before, should not be a mystery. And, you know, if he's on his game, he's tough to beat. But the, the fact that you, you've got a book against this guy and you've you got your game plan against him, and I'm looking forward to see Dylan C stepping up here against a pretty good offensive opponent on the road. So this should be a fun one to break down, and we'll be here for you uh, tomorrow uh, at midnight uh, when, uh, the, when the show posts. So that's all I got. And Charlie and Fred, we saw your email and voicemail. Oh, we so got. We, we, are they worth getting to? Sorry, no. I, I mean, we pretty much discussed what they were talking about yeah. with Craig Kimbrough right there. So yeah, sorry. that's why we didn't play him on the air or say him on the air. But thank you for writing in, Charlie, and for calling in. Uh, what did I say? It's Fred, Fred from Avondale. Appreciate you guys for doing that. It's three one two five six six eight seven two seven or locked on socks at gmail.com. Frustrated Kristen. frustrated Charles was hitting us up. Thank you, frustrated yes. Charles. We appreciate you. Yeah, but that we appreciate it. Sorry. No, no problem. No. Um, so Chris Tanhill at Chris Tanhill, me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall twenty three. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully better news tomorrow night on Locked on Socks.